Bippity boppity boo. Can you hear me? Good morning, everybody. Everything just stopped on my end because YouTube is such a reliable platform for which to speak to the masses. Ah, the anti-feminist woman. Five by five. Josephus five by five. Okay, well, cool. At least it's working for you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bear from the internet. You, We may have met before. You may have seen this face before. If not, welcome. Shalom. That means peace. Like, peace, bro. Like that. Um, we're going to do the brief today ish. We're, you know what? We're going to do what we can do. And if that happens to be a brief, so be it because, um, sleep is a fleeting thing and there's, um, the world has real problems. And instead of just sitting here for an hour and pontificating about what happens if the North Koreans actually launch a nuclear war, like maybe we could talk about some important shit. Also, if you're one of those people that lets your children watch the show, you might want to just instead stick foamy earplugs in their ears this morning because I just have a feeling it's going to be somewhere between PG-13 and R-rated today. Okay? Okay. Royal Mountaineer says, we're all going to die. Yes, it is. We all going to die Wednesday. Um, preferably not this Wednesday, but at some point, yes, we're all going to die. Memento mori. Remember, you will die. Therefore, do good stuff. Do meaningful stuff. Do impactful things. I was just speaking with Brain2 over here about, you know, there's people out there who have real problems, people who are like really going through some shit. And uh, those are the things that matter. Not the little itty bitty inconveniences of life or I don't feel like or I don't want to. You know, everybody wants to do everybody wants to be hard until it's time to do hard shit. <sighs> Shall we do the brief? Shall I pretend to be a YouTube creator personality today and we can talk about geopolitics and all the things? Okay. I will do my best. Baron Dependent Brief, 24 January 24. Brought to you by the creator of the universe, Yahuwah, your Elohim, the Lord, your God. Some of you know him. Some of you don't. Uh, you all belong to him. You all work for him. It's just some of you know it. Some of you don't. Uh, the fine people on Patreon. Who are the economic engine of the Bear Nation? Link in the description. And of course, the company for whom I am the chief shill, Refuge Medical, because I had the audacity to do capitalism in my barn. And uh, now I let people know that, hey, if you would like to not die, maybe consider refugemedical.com. I know, right? How dare you? And then people will bitch, Bear, there's so many ads from YouTube. Yeah, I get 14 cents per day from YouTube, and I'm not in charge of the ads that are on there because they monetize my shit whether I want them to or not. Apologies. Also, you may notice, unlike the entire firearms industry, we're not at SHOT Show today because we decided that instead of doing hand-to-hand -hand mortal combat with hookers in Sin City, that we would stay at home and try and live our little lives. Tracking? Tracking, bear. All right, cool. <clears throat> Shut up, Mark. All right, I will come to your house and punch you in the face. Bear Independent Brief, 24 January 24. The Middle East conflict continues to heat up as the West raises its military stance against the Houthis. Notably, not the blowfish. Blowfish. The coalition is falling apart. Hootie is on his own. The blowfish have abandoned him. Just this last Monday, the United Kingdom and the United States carried out eight strikes on the Houthis in Yemen with support from Australia, Bahrain. You, you can tell who is trying to have some geopolitical clout based upon how they pronounce 
Bahrain, right? If they go Bahrain, they're like, yeah, I'm somebody. You should pay attention to what it is that I have to say because I can pronounce weird words like the whole Kiev versus Kiev thing from a couple years ago. Remember that? Uh, if you just say Bahrain, you're probably like a corn-fed Midwesterner who doesn't care. Ask me how I would know. Uh, let's see. U.S. and U.K. carried out eight strikes on the Houthis in Yemen with support from Australia, Bahrain, Canada, and the Netherlands. The Netherlands getting froggy. Wow, guys. Now, both the United States and the United Kingdom have announced new sanctions will be issued against the Iran-backed rebel group because of their continued attacks on vessels in the Red Sea. Ooh, I'm shaking in my boots. Wipe them off the face of the earth or go home. This little tit for tat, it's embarrassing. We're either the United States of America or we're not. One carrier strike group. Turn your entire country into a pile of rubble. Ah, but that goes back to that word resolve. Remember, we've used that in the past. I don't think we have the resolve to do that. Also, I don't think the leadership in this country actually gives a shit about the United States of America. I think they're particularly interested in extracting capital from the worldwide beast system while pretending to represent you and I. And if you actually solve the problem, there's no longer an ability for you to extract capital from the problem, aka Hegelian dialectic. Thesis, antithesis, smash them together, synthesis. And if you control the thesis and the antithesis, the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, the left and the right, the up and the down, the black and the white, both of those things are your things. You control the synthesis. And in that synthesis is a whole bunch of money for you because you're like an evil reptilian overlord that's trying to build a billion-dollar bunker somewhere out in one of those square states in the western half of the United States of America because you're worried that Kim Jong-il is or Kim Jong-un or whatever the 80-pound pill-head drunken retard over there in North Korea's name is. Um, is actually going to hit the big red button. And instead of just launching them into the Pacific Ocean, which they're really, really good at, they might one day find the North American continental landmass. Maybe. I don't know. Bear, you seem a little froggy this morning. Yeah, I am. Too many Tonys on me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little spicy. Listen, get some Tums. It's going to be that kind of show. So what do they call that shit? Maalox? What is that? Pepto? A little Pepto? All right. So the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak told the House of Commons, quote, we're going to use the most effective means at our disposal to cut off the Houthis' financial resources where they are used to fund these attacks, end quote. We are the most effective means, like JDAMs and Moabs. That'd probably be the most effective. I'm just, you know, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just some dude on the internet, right? But if we're going to talk about the most effective means, what, are you going to write a strongly worded letter? Because that seems to be how things are handled these days. Or we could condemn each other at the United Nations. Okay. Senior Houthi leader Mohammed Ali Al-Houthi posted a statement on X, formerly Twitter, saying, quote, your strikes will only make the Yemeni people stronger and more determined to confront you as you are the aggressors against our country, end quote. Yeah, there's something to that. Yeah, it's your country. But also, I don't know if you noticed, um, you, Hootie and the Blowfish, you started some shit. 
so you, you know you reap what you sow. If you sowed a bunch of bullcrap, don't be surprised when you reap a bunch of bullcrap. Maybe maybe you're a little bit more new age. You're into yoga and meditation. You want to call this karma, whatever. Like you, whatever you put out into the universe, brother, that's what you're gonna get back. It's the law of reciprocity. Okay. Well, if you give the universe bullshit, don't be surprised when the universe gives you bullshit back tenfold, thirtyfold, a hundredfold. It's it's a it's a biblical thing. It goes back to Isaac and and his crops, his yield, which actually feeds into tithing, which is uh, you know, a different conversation. Also on Monday, 24 Israeli soldiers have been slain in Gaza, making it the deadliest day for the IDF since the start of the conflict. President Benjamin Netanyahu vowed retribution against Hamas. Then do it. I'm just I'm just in a then do it mode today. Like okay. 24 probably good men are dead and that sucks. And you have vowed retribution. Then do it. Do it and let the whole world see you do it. And then when you're standing in the smoldering pile of rubble covered in blood and mud, somebody hands that guy a microphone and says, uh, F-A-F-O, try me again. Who's next? And sooner or later, there's nobody who's next. Now, I understand that would be a little aggressive, a little testosterone-y, uh, innocent people could die, um, you know, that's might makes right bear that surely that, that it can't be correct. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but due to a lack of testosterone and men doing men's stuff for, I don't know, the last 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, we now have 87 genders. And uh, you, if you choose to, can probably find in every governmental building in North America a litter box to shit in, if that's your particular persuasion. We've normalized the rape of children, as far as minor attracted people are concerned. We pay uh, 50 to 70% in realized taxes per annum, even if you're a W-2 employee and they just take it out of your paycheck each week. Dustin Wiley, 500 bucks. Bless you, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you very much, Dustin. And as a result of men not being men and hoisting the black flag, spitting on their hands and slitting throats, now we have to have actual conversations with people about how many freaking genders there are and entitlement and all these D-bags around the world that want to kill us for no other reason than the fact that we exist. So by not doing man stuff, we embolden our enemies to come against us. Soft power, all this political correct DEI, ESG bullshit, and hard power, death to America. And we're like, I don't know why they're so mad at us. I just wanted to get another chai latte from Starbucks and talk with my boyfriend about, I don't know, which villa we're going to rent in Rome this year. It's like, mm, I think I know why they're pissed at us. Because we allowed them to be. But that would require that we actually reach down inside of our blue jeans, find our testicles, remember who we are. And when somebody has the expressed, explicit intent to kill you, you kill them first. Oh, that wouldn't be politically correct. Who cares? Who cares? Politics is make believe anyway. 
Remember, the politicians, they don't represent you. They don't represent me. They don't do their jobs. And because we've become a nation of sopping wet P-words, we don't have the ability to hold them accountable either. So then people raise up false messiahs out of their political candidates, hoping that if we just elect this guy into this broken system, he'll fix all the problems. Mm. Let's go to the data. Survey says, eh, negative. Never happens. Because politicians going to politic. They're going to say everything that they need to say in order to sway your opinion so that you will vote for them so that they can get into power and run their own Hegelian dialectic plays to extract their own capital from the Babylonian beast system, all of while holding their thumb down on top of you. If you're lucky, it's just the thumb down on top of you, not a boot upon your neck, while also brainwashing you that you should be thankful for the boot that's on your neck in the first place and call that freedom because we're the greatest country on planet Earth. Yeah, I'm a little salty this morning, aren't I? This is what happens when I don't sleep. This is what happens when I have real problems to solve on this side of the camera. Because you may not be aware of this, but as we speak, there are piece of shit men raping children right now. Right now. Right now. And there will come the day, I promise you, when I will no longer appear on this camera to talk about things half a world away that don't really affect us at all. They just serve no other function than to get our autonomic nervous system all spun up so that we can have an emotional, psychological reaction to a stimulus half a world away. I won't have time for this. I barely have time for it now because you might not know this. My primary function in life is not a YouTube content creator. I have things to do that matter because I'm in a covenant with the creator of the universe. He does his job, I'll do mine. And at least for the time being, the father has told me, your job is to go make sure the bad shit happens to these bad people and forsake not the widow and the orphan. And that's way more important to me than anything else that's going on out here in the world. Because politics will still be politics. There will still be rogue rebel leaders everywhere on planet Earth that want to kill us for the fact that we exist. There's still going to be sopping wet P-words that try and get inside your brain and make you think that it's okay for them to not shoulder the burden of personal responsibility. And there's still going to be hard men who are standing in the gap, who are never acknowledged for all the work that they have done and all the blood that they've shed so that you would have the liberty to screw around in the first place. But I pontificate for 15 minutes about nothing. Currently, a major military offensive is wreaking havoc in the city of Khan Yunus in southern Gaza. The IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, have surrounded the city. Medical facilities have been battered. Civilians are attempting to flee in panic. And many evacuation attempts have been rendered unsuccessful because of, in the words of one resident, quote, intense clashes all around us, end quote. One woman, Um Mohammed, described the situation, quote, Vegetables, flour, and water are all expensive. There are no toilets. No one cares about us if we, as if we are not human beings. We have been, the, been in the streets for more than 100 days. Every place we go to, they tell us to leave, and here we are again and again in the streets, end quote. I don't know how many times I've talked to you guys about population density and don't be where the problem is. Right now, you have the ability to move more or less freely wherever you want to move. And I don't mean 
just strategic relocation, a fine book by Joel Skousen. I don't mean come out of her, my people, a phrase popularized by Pastor Joe Fox, if I can preparedness. I mean, you can get in your car and drive more or less to wherever you want to go right now. So if there's an external stimulus that is going to cause an acute problem in your AO, you can just leave. And the best way to do that is to leave before the problem becomes acute, before the problem could kill you. And there's so many people within the sound of my voice that are just playing at this, that it frustrates the shit out of me because good people are going to potentially die because they didn't reorient their life on the things that matter. They didn't read the writing on the wall and see that all these things that are happening everywhere else, unfortunately, it's very likely high probability. It's just a matter of time that they happen here in the United States of America too. And you do not want to be the person that's dependent upon somebody else to feed you. You don't want to get in the bread line. First of all, who's supplying the bread? Is it even bread? Is it made out of crickets? Is it government stamped bread? What company did it come from that is a subcontractor for the U.S. government? What's inside of that bread? Are you required to stand in line and go through the medical tent in order to get three, four, 19 things stuck in your arms? So now you've been inoculated against whatever the disease X is that's out there so that you can enter into the bread line so you can get your loaf of bread, which is probably not going to supply enough calories for you and your family to not slowly starve to death anyway, so that you can just you know, hobble back to your hut made of cardboard on the side of the road in some war-torn war conflict area because I decided to stay here because they've got, you know, nine Starbucks and a really great library in this town, and I just like it. And my job's here, and, you know, and my friends, and I like the dog park. All right. All that shit's large, yes. Look at, study the end of the Roman Empire, the fall of the Roman Empire, and, um, Sir John Glove, The Fate of Empires, 250-year cycles. doesn't matter where you start counting 250 years from in the United States of America, whether, whether it's uh, colonial times, pre-revolutionary times, um, 1791, Bill of Rights, whatever. Pick, pick one. We're not that far off from 250 years. And then you have all these other indicators. You have... Um, socioeconomic indicators, you have inflation, the devaluation of the US dollar, you have massive government grift, you have the extraction of capital by our elected officials out of the system, you have the military industrial complex, you have the poorest southern border, you have big pharma, you have big ag, you have, again, the military industrial com uh, complex with conflicts that are proxy wars that are being fought all across the globe because we want people to think that we have the ability to project power globally, but we probably don't because the recruitment numbers are down. And the recru recruits that we do have, a bunch of them don't even know which freaking gender they are or they're fluffy and they don't want to fight. People can't even shoot anymore, which is why SIG has this brand new LPVO. You just point the dot and it'll do all the BDC for you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are these global conflicts that are coming, probably going to get worse. And I'm not saying any of this to scare you. you got predictive programming from the Obamas. Don't worry, an EMP and a nuclear war is coming. You've got probably Big Mike, who's going to be running as the Democratic uh, nominee, because Biden, I don't know if you know this, they just had a non-sanctioned, uh, Democratic Party, uh, what do you call that? Whatever, in New Hampshire, and Biden's name wasn't even on the ballot. Okay, 
So all these things are going on. Unemployment is up. We've got, what's it, 4.4 million people who have crossed our southern border just in the last 12 months. We know that there's Iranian sleeper cells. We know that there's Chinese sleeper cells. We know we have all these people. You have the soon-to-be defunct national grid whose largest enemy is rust and time and lack of maintenance. You have strategic attacks on food production and food production facilities in the United States, strategic attacks on critical infrastructure like roadways and bridges and gas lines and uh, communications cables, all of this, spy balloons flying unchecked through the air, collapsing the demography globally, and we're like, it's fine, everything's fine, I'm just going to stay here, I like this city, it'll be okay, yeah, it'll get worse, but it won't get that much worse, or you could be one of these people in Khan Yunus, who's like, they don't even care about us, they don't even care about us, yeah, because you're displaced peoples in a war-torn zone point of all this is don't be displaced peoples in a war-torn zone are you tracking on that because that's the important thing here that's the takeaway don't be displaced peoples in a war-torn zone next question what's your plan to not be displaced peoples in a war-torn zone you will not rise to your level of expectation you will fall to your level of training do you have a plan where are you going to go? How are you going to get there? How much fuel do you need to get there? What has to go with you? Who's going to go with you? What do they need? What is prepositioned there when you get there? When you get there, where's the next place that you're going from there? Yeah. Rule of the seven Ps. Proper previous planning prevents piss poor performance. <sighs> Do do do. One resident of Khan Yunus, who only went by Tarek, told reporters there was targeted bombing and tanks. It took us all by surprise. Good, we should stop. We, the, the grand we, the royal we, should stop telegraphing when we're going to attack. They took us by surprise. Good. Speed, surprise, violence of action. No one told us to leave the area. We woke up and found the tanks in front of our houses. I saw dead people on the ground and the ambulances weren't able to reach anyone to save them because of the shooting. Yeah, that shit happens in a war zone. Don't be in a war zone. The sooner you leave the potential war zone, the better it will be for you. An IDF spokesperson wrote on X that several neighborhoods were given the middle finger. Hold on. Probably doesn't say that. I've got to flip my page. Several neighborhoods were given warnings to evacuate. NPR, National Public Radio, propaganda paid for with your tax dollars, noted, quote, it's unclear how effective such messaging is as a result of the communications blackout. And, quote. Do-do-do. Mm, I have other articles pulled up that we may care about, we might not care about. Hashtag not at shot, refuge medical. Use promo code not at shot, 10% off. Orders over 150 bucks, get a Timmy the tourniquet. What's a Timmy the tourniquet, Bear? Well, if I can get my SOE hoodie out, I'll show you one. 
What's an SOE bear? Special operations equipment. John and Amanda Willis. Fine people who make American-made gear that you're probably going to need to survive the end of the freaking world, bro. Your AK chest rigs and, you know, your uh, Rallyman mag pouches and all that. Yeah, SOE Tactical. I have a hoodie from them. Why? Because they're my friends. I like them. They're great people. And in the pocket of said hoodie is a Timmy the Tourniquet patch. Now, Timmy will not focus because this Logitech webcam does not feel like playing ball this morning. But Timmy is a Cat Gen 7 tourniquet wearing a helmet with some nods on them, looking very fierce. Why? I don't know, because we thought it looked cool and my wife drew it up. So orders over 150 bucks, get a Timmy the tourniquet. Promo code is not at shot. If you can't spell not at shot, all one word, sorry, bro. You self-selected out of the ability to use that promo code. Uh, and it also gets you entered in to win an op pack, which is essentially a mass casualty kit and a Tasmanian tiger bag that I packed myself that's full of uh, blowout stuff, massive bleeding airway and respiratory. So do the capitalism thing. Go there, throw your American Express card in fear at refugemedical.com. Uh, because, because we're all going to die, right? So we're all going to die Wednesday. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm really, I'm, I'm trying so hard. I hope so. I'm really trying. We already talked about this. We already did this. Be professional. No, no. Be somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. From Russia today, Putin propaganda. Argentinian workers plan mass protests against Malay's shock therapy. The country's labor unions are unhappy with the new president's austerity measures. Labor unions. Hmm. We'll read this article. It's relatively short. Um, and then I'll do that thing that I do where I compare and contrast the reasons why you should give a shit about what's happening in Argentina. Argentina's labor unions have called for a mass strike on Wednesday. That's today, by the way, to protest the economic reforms introduced by President Javier Millet. Labor unions representing workers in various industries, including transportation, construction, and the public sector, are set to march in Buenos Aires. Quote, there will be at least 200,000 marching in Buenos Aires, and I believe the strike will be total, end quote. Gerardo Martinez, leader of Argentina's Construction Workers Union, told the Financial Times ahead of the protest. Never telegraph. He believes that the government is, quote, breaking the social contract, end quote. I hate that term, the social contract. Somebody produced the social contract that I signed and that I'm held to. Right? It, why? Why? Why were there two tablets of stone when Moses was given the Torah? You ever bought a house? You ever bought a car? You ever get married? There's two copies, one for each of us. So we can both look back at it and go, ah, yes, I did agree to that. You're right. Thank you for reminding me of paragraph five, subclause A. I had forgotten because that's how a contract works. This air quote social contract doesn't exist. I never signed it. I was not party to it. I didn't agree to it. I don't want to play by it. I'm not interested. Kiss my ass. Gerardo Martinez, leader of Argentina's 
Construction Workers Union told the Financial Times ahead of the protest, he believes the government is, quote, breaking the social contract, end quote, with its new reforms, and that the strike might convince lawmakers to block the measure and start negotiating alternative ways to support the economy. Alternative ways to support the economy. Argentina's economy is so broken that the only reason that it has, cur- it has continued to function is because of subsidies from the Argentinian federal government. Wow, that sounds familiar. Do you even United States, bro? And then when those subsidies are pulled back, the populace loses its shit. Have you no- Speaking of shit, have you noticed the protests that have been going on in Europe? where farmers are spraying shit on parliament buildings. Why? Because of fuel subsidies. Because the governments are broke. Now, we can debate the reasons why the governments are broke, but it all is a circular argument that goes back to these people in the three-piece suits and the wingtips who say they care about you, don't care about you. Because if they actually cared about you, they would make decisions that were in your best interest. And if we look at the historical data, even if they were idiots... 50% of the time, statistically, they would make decisions that would end up benefiting the people, but they don't because we want to think they're idiots, but they're not idiots. They're liars and they're good liars because they keep getting elected. And so statistically, if it was just chance, if they were just complete morons, half of their decisions would be good for the people they represent. Coin toss. That's not the case. Which means there's actually a concerted effort to tell you one thing and do another. Imagine that. So the Argentinian uh, economy has been propped up by the Argentinian government. Now Javier Malay gets elected and he's like, look, we're broke. We can't afford to do this anymore. So we're not going to do this anymore. And what do the labor unions do? They organize and they go on strike. Do we have labor unions here? Are we broke here? Is there a potential for, I don't know, a particular uh, radical presidential candidate to get elected and potentially upset the apple cart? There is. Ah, we could go a layer deeper. Is that potential radical candidate actually radical or does he just want you to believe that he's radical or all of his friends, all of their friends? Right. Back to the article, quote, we did not choose this path, but unfortunately they gave us no alternative. We are aware that inflation needs to come down. We are embarrassed to have a country with this level of poverty, but we can't accept that the cost of reaching economic stability falls solely on the backs of workers and the middle class, end quote, he stated. It doesn't fall solely on the backs of workers and the middle class, but let me ask you, labor unions, how did the politicians who have now decided to cut your subsidies get elected in the first place? Because I'm positive that you only use your labor unions. The only reason that you have a labor union is to represent the plight of the working man, right? You never wield that power and authority and that financial constituency in order to back certain political candidates. Oh, right. Wait, you do. And now you're reaping what you've sown. Tracking. Shortly after Malay, Javier Malay of Argentina, took office in December, his government unveiled a series of some 300 shock therapy measures aiming at overhauling the country's economy and reining in public spending. The reforms slashed worker protections, deregulated industries, and cut energy and transportation subsidies, among other things. 
The austerity program is aimed at lifting the country out of a severe economic crisis during which annual inflation has surpassed 200% and more than 40% of Argentinians are living in poverty. <sighs> Coming to a town near you if we don't get our poop in a group. Hey! Hey! Glad you're here. You make me smile. It's been a rough morning. No, I love you too. You were on the phone when you walked in. <laughs> hey! Good. Somebody cue the boys are back in town. Despite the harsh criticism and protests, Malay has so far stood by his new policies, warning that it will take time for results to be seen. He criticized the organizers of the strike earlier this week, accusing them of trying to keep the country, quote, in backwardness in the past and in decadence, end quote, while he wants to adopt a model that will place Argentina on, quote, the path to being developed, end quote, as cited by news agency Telam. I'm not entirely certain, that's the end of the article, I'm not entirely certain that Javier Malay and Argentina as a whole aren't a canary in the coal mine from the big they to see how the world responds to kind of this uh, attempted radical libertarianism, knowing that the whole socialist thing doesn't work and people are catching on to the fact that it doesn't work and we have the historical data to argue that it doesn't work. And so let's try something else. Let's use this dude in Argentina to see what he can do. You notice he just strolled right in the World Economic Forum and politely gave everybody the middle finger and they didn't kill him. Makes me wonder. Makes me wonder. Because if you go into the wrong restaurant in South Jersey and tell the owner of the restaurant, hey, politely, F you, you will end up in a mafia block. What's a mafia block? It's a one-yard uh, chunk of concrete. That's uh, when, you, when you order 10 yards of concrete and you only use eight on the job site, when you, after you wash the truck out, you drive back to the yard, you set up the forms, you pour a mafia block. And it's called a mafia block because it's two foot wide, two foot high, six foot long, a.k.a. just the right size to put a corpse in. And so if you tell somebody in South Jersey in the wrong restaurant that you don't like their spaghetti, you get deleted. But this guy, Javier Malay, walked into the World Economic Forum and politely gave everybody the middle finger and waltzed right out of there and nothing has happened to him yet. Which <coughs> makes me think, <coughs> is it possible he's just another guy that works for the big they? I don't know. I'd like to believe that that's not the case. But to quote one of my favorite movies, Grumpy Old Men, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one gets filled up first. From the blaze, Trump defeats Haley in New Hampshire Republican presidential primary. This is interesting because uh, the whole world was saying, well, Nikki, Nikki Haley, she's highly favored. She's highly favored in New Hampshire. Yeah, you know, Trump might have run one Iowa, but Nikki Haley, nobody cares about Nikki Haley. Nobody cares about Nikki Haley. Zero, I, I will say it again, willing to admit my biases. Maybe it's my sampling of human beings where I live. Nobody even talks about Nikki Haley. And if they do, it's like, oh, oh yeah, she's part of them. Not interested. We hate her guts. Nobody cares about Nikki Haley. As clearly reflected in the New Hampshire Republican primary. 
Former President Donald Trump won the New Hampshire Republican presidential primary, defeating Nikki Haley, who previously served as U.S. ambassador to the U.N., because that'll score you a lot of points in 2024 after everybody's been red-pilled by the global pandemic. During a portion of Trump's White House tenure, while New Hampshire's government or governor, Christopher Sununu, had endorsed Haley, polls had been indicating that Trump had a lead heading into the Granite State contest. Undeclared voters could also vote in the primary. Quote, an undeclared voter may vote in a state primary or presidential primary, according to New Hampshire's Secretary of State website. You'll be required to choose either a Democrat or a Republican ballot when you go to vote. End quote. Well, that's nice. Trump's New Hampshire victory came after he won the Iowa Republican presidential caucus last week. After Vivek Ramaswamy, I swear this article is written just to make your mouth make shapes and sounds that it doesn't really want to make. <coughs> Sununu, Ramaswamy, DeSantis. <laughs> what else we got in here? Undeclared, New Hampshire, Iowa, caucuses. <sighs> Somewhere is my third grade teacher, Mrs. Biddy, who taught me how to speak English. She's probably rolling over in her grave right now. She's like, that's what happened to that little Morris boy. Shit, I should have tried harder. She's a good teacher. She loved us, which was cool because we were poor white trash and nobody gave a shit about us. But Mrs. Biddy did. Thanks, Mrs. Biddy. And uh, she's probably not with us anymore because she wasn't a, a spring chicken when I knew her. But if Mrs. Biddy was your mom or your grandma from my family to yours, thank you. She was a great human being. After Vivek Ramaswamy placed fourth in Iowa. He swiftly dropped out and endorsed Trump. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who placed a distant second behind Trump in Iowa, announced on Sunday that he was suspending his campaign and endorsing the former president. Nice try, establishment. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, who dropped out after barely earning any votes in the Hawkeye state, has expressed support for Haley. You mean to tell me that an air quote Republican from Arkansas is in bed with the establishment? Wow. I had no idea. It's funny. People like from like California and New York and Michigan, they're like, I'm thinking about moving to Arkansas. And I'm like, man, I know a lot of people in Arkansas and I love the people that I know in Arkansas, but Arkansas itself, hell no. We almost bought land before we moved here. We almost bought land in Mina. Mina. Yeah. And then you find out like, oh, this is still a stronghold for the Clintons. By the way, I'm not suicidal and I didn't kill myself. 576 people in Mina, which is a little town. 576 unsolved murders and missing persons in Mina, Arkansas. Population, population 3,000. One in six people disappeared or just got really depressed and jumped off a bridge in Mina, Arkansas. I'm like... I don't think you understand how politics works in Arkansas. <laughs> there are no politics. It's basically the mafia, but they use taxpayer dollars. But you know what they get? A sweet airport. The Bentonville Airport is gorgeous. It is. Well, I love using it. XNA? Yes. Yeah, that's the airport that Walmart built. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coincidence, I'm sure that they're in Arkansas. <laughs> Oof. 
There was also an unsanctioned Democratic presidential primary in New Hampshire on Tuesday. Quote, January 23rd is a non-binding binding presidential preference event and is meaningless. And the New Hampshire Democratic Party and presidential candidates should take all steps possible not to participate. Okay. In other words, we don't really care about the voice of the people. The Democratic Party hasn't sanctioned this non-binding binding presidential preference event. Minion Moore and James Roosevelt Jr. That guy's corrupt. Don't know anything about him, but with a name like that, James Roosevelt Jr., what? Was that written in there, presidential preference? Yes. Yep. Presidential preference event. It's just my preference. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh-huh. You don't get to vote. That's a great point. <laughs> You're very good at picking out words. It's just my preference of who I would like to elect. Not that my vote matters at all. Please. Please, sir. May I have the candidate that I want? No. Thanks for showing up, but, but no, because we have these things called superdelegates. And so, yeah, I know that we have like an electoral college and all that, but we have these things called superdelegates and they will vote however the party tells them to vote, not how the people tell them to vote, because that's what a superdelegate does. Yay, democracy. Blah, blah, blah. No delegates or alternates shall be apportioned based on the results of the January 23, 2024 presidential preference event. While President Joe Biden did not appear on the Democratic presidential primary ballot in New Hampshire, voters could write him in. That is the end of that article, which means that is the end of this brief, which means I'm going to go pee and a bunch of you people are going to jump off because you don't like talking about the value exchange. And that's fine. Your time is yours. You do you, boo. Have a blessed day. I'm going to go piss. And uh, when I come back in 20 to 60 seconds, we'll talk about the value exchange. Okay? Okay, bear. All right. Good talk, everybody. And and dear YouTube, I am not handling a firearm. It's on my hip. I'm not going to touch it, even though this is a live stream. And it's a Nerf gun. So simmer down, AI. Ugh. You know, there's a uh, really nice lady named Steph that I've been emailing back and forth with about some things that could be really good for the bear show. And um, as a result, she's been consuming the content lately. And I fear, dear Stephanie, that after today's show, 
you might think. This guy, I don't know about this guy. And so, you know, y'all's will be done. Um, but I but I will tell everybody, I am not a nice guy, and I have never pretended to be a nice guy, but I try and be a good man. And I am, in case you haven't noticed, incapable of policing my speech, nor will I police my speech. And you will always know exactly how I feel and exactly where I stand because I just can't play nice. But I can give you raw, unadulterated, no bullshit facts, data, and opinions about the shit that I see out there in the world. And some days I'm going to be able to curb the bareness of bear and go, oh, tiddlywinks, gosh, gee willikers. And other days, not so much. And today's a not so much day. So, Steph, if you're watching, we appreciate you. We love you. Sorry, it's a little raw today. For everybody else, you know that I love you and that I appreciate you. But, you know, it's kind of like uh, when you have kids, when you have a wife, knowing them knowing that you love them is different than you telling them that you love them. So I do love y'all. I do appreciate y'all. And I thank you for being a part of what we do here at Bear Independent. And I have my own internal struggles over what we do here at Bear Independent because I know how meaningful and impactful it is to so many of y'all. And I also know there's only 24 hours in the day. And this is a thing that I am allowed to do by the Father, but this is not the thing that I have to do from the Father. And I am trying to figure out what the hell that looks like in my life. And I don't have an answer to it yet. I don't know. I don't know. And it's not that this isn't important because it is, but it's not the most important thing that I've got going on right now. And if I could multiplicity clone myself six, eight, 12 times, we'd be good. I take one of those clones, I plant him in this chair and he just live stream 24 hours a day. But that shit's probably unrighteous. I don't know. There was, there was a group of people that messed around with the father's genetic code somewhere around Genesis chapter six. And as a result, the entire world got mikvahed. So we should probably avoid that, is my thoughts. That's right. The next one's fire. <laughs> because the father said, hey, I'm never going to give you guys a worldwide bubble bath again. It'll be fire next time. And then you read Revelation. It's like, oh, shit, that was serious. Clean your room or I will whip your ass. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's only $4 million to clone yourself. All right, Bobby. Hey, all revenue from Refuge Medical this year goes to cloning me. That's our long-term sustainability plan. As the analyst draws his pistol from across the room. Oh, gosh. My wife has asked me to tell you guys and girls to go to bearindependent.com for two reasons. One is there is swag there. That What? What about swag? But you never appear on camera. You're, you are one of our clandestine operatives. Nobody knows what you look like. Oh, yeah, you could do the Mr. Wilson thing. 
non-existent Monica, who's definitely not a clone, is wearing a pair independent hoodie. Um, my wife has asked me to ask you all to go to bearindependent.com for two reasons. The first is there is swag there. And I am unapologetically pimping swag to generate revenue to build a house because houses are expensive and I hate debt. And so in exchange for fiat currency, if you trade me fiat currency, I will trade you a hoodie, a hat, a patch, a coffee cup, uh, whatever, whatever you want. There's some really cool t-shirts there as well. The biblical manhood t-shirt that has a picture of David holding up Goliath's severed head is there because ladies and gentlemen, we will prophetically be required to slay giants in the promised land sometime in the near future. Was David a perfect man? No, far from it. But he was a man after Yah's own heart. And if you look at his pattern of behavior, when he messed up, he would lay himself at the foot of the altar in the temple and weep and teshuva, turn from his wickedness and come back into the presence of the Father. He was a man. He made mistakes, but he always recommitted himself to the father. And as a result, the father made an eternal covenant with him that no man from the line of David shall cease from the throne of Israel, which plays in the Matthew chapter one. If you've done even a little bit of area familiarity with the Bible. So swag to unapologetically build a house because I need a house. And so if you want to engage in capitalism, you can do that there. The second reason is all the links that I'm about to tell you about are all at bearindependent.com. So if you can't remember the links for Patreon or Refuge Medical or Grindstone Ministries or Caleb House or anything else, they're all at bearindependent.com. So it can become your one-stop shop for how do I find that thing that Bear was talking about? Bearindependent.com. Matt Wagner said, Bear Mugs campaign over Stanley Cups. Yeah, Stanley Cups are apparently the new craze. Let me uh, let me be honest with you. Every now and then, you need a, a, an insulated coffee cup so that you can you know keep your coffee warm. But what you really need is an uninsulated metal cup so you can boil water in it to make coffee in austere environments or to um, sterilize your curved Kellys and your hemostats that you need because you're being forced to do prolonged field care because your dumbass refused to move out of a war zone or whatever. You need the ability to boil water. And you can't boil water in an insulated cup. What you can do is cause it to explode and then yourself become a casualty if you apply heat to this. So single wall is what you need. But again, normalcy, 90 plus percent chance that I go to sleep tonight Praise Yah, hopefully I go to sleep tonight and I wake up tomorrow morning and it's Thursday and I don't have to fight the freaking Panamanian paratroopers that landed in my hayfield or bug out because North Korea is going to launch a missile at us. I have to feed my family and go to work and do the things that I do. And so 90 plus percent of your thrust as a human being should be on perpetuating the normalcy that you have. The other 10 percent is perpetuating normalcy for the people you love in times of chaos. And that's what preparedness is. Okay, so now I can say that I've appeased my wife and followed through with her wishes 
to ask you all to please check out bearindependent.com. Okay? Okay. Fabulous. Also, babe, if you're watching, I love you, honey. You're badass. You're doing a great job making a person. Um, you really are. Next, refugemedical.com. I already told you, hashtag not at shot. You can use promo code not at shot. Um, all, not all, most of the content creators that I follow on Instagram and YouTube are all at shot show right now. And the only tinge of regret that I've had has been a handful of people that I know and love that I'm like, oh, I wish I was hanging out with those guys. Like the ARFCOM guys, Yehuda Remmer, the Pew Pew Jew. Love those guys. I'm like, it would be cool to be back at the Mirage hanging out with those dudes till three o'clock in the morning. That'd be awesome. You know what's not awesome? Vegas is not awesome. It's literally called Sin City. And um, last year, just suffice to say, um, how many screaming at hookers to repent incidents are too many? Um, we opted to go with zero this year. And it's a huge expenditure. Like the Adventure Frontier guys are there. I'd love to be hanging out with the Adventure Frontier guys, right? Because they're great people. But other than a handful of people that honestly my time would be better spent just like getting an Airbnb and inviting them all to hang out for a weekend. Other than that, I have no remorse, no regret for not going to SHOT Show because it's a bunch of gym bros just walking around flexing in front of everybody. And it's like, oh, check out this company's new striker fired polymer framed nine millimeter pistol and they even put cuts on it so you can run a red dot on it who gives a shit oh that this company made a gun in 556 but they scaled it up to 308 I don't, I don't care i don't care for why what are you going to do with it and see here's the thing with preparedness people are like well i'm going to get a bunch of guns in case i got to defend myself Okay, well, maybe you get like two, like a pistol and a rifle, and then you learn how to use them, and then you don't need 90 guns and eight bajillion rounds of ammo. And, and here's the thing. If you have 90 guns and eight bajillion rounds of ammo, because America, okay, good for you. That's fine if you're a collector. Um, how many rounds do you think you're going to fire when the shit hits the fan, man? Then nobody shoots back at you? You're going to carry a combat loadout, minimum 210 rounds of ammo. Maybe you're going to armor up and you're carrying 12 mags plus one in the gun because, you know, that's what Marines do. Okay. So you got 390 rounds of ammunition on you. Who are you operating with? How many men do you have that are going to go stand in the gap in between me and chaos? And you're going to fire. They just say you got 10 guys with you and everybody's got, you know, 12 plus one. So you got four thousand rounds five five six and your your shtf plan is i'm going to get get into and win as many firefights as possible and not a single bullet's going to come back at you not one not one bullet okay fantasy man you've been playing too much call of duty i don't want anybody within the sound of my voice for their SHTF plan to be to get into and win as many gunfights as possible. I think that's stupid. I also think you need the ability to project force. And it is your God-given, constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms. And I don't mean my bear arms. I mean weaponry. And you should know how to use those weapons. And you should, if you should, you do whatever you want. But here's my recommendation. Buy a gun. And learn how to use it instead of buying 12 guns 
that you can't shoot any of. And so I'm glad I'm not at SHOT Show. I am. I'm glad. That whole industry, it's a little sickening. And I've dabbled my toes in it from time to time. I've seen how the sausage is made. Not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Um, but I do want the tactical industry, and I do want you, within the sound of my voice, to have a good first aid kit. That's why Refuge Medical exists. We make the best damn first aid kits on planet Earth, bar none, no questions asked. Made in America, guaranteed forever. 115 people are still alive because of our kits. You guys know about the bear fact. I've shown you this over and over and over again. Let's see. I'll be quick. Oh, no. Susie has another inner, inner ear infection and fell off her bike again. Boo-boo kit. Refuge Medical. Susie also needs some freaking training wheels because she falls off her bike all the time. Boo-boo kit that also has massive bleeding capability because we are just incapable of making a first aid kit that you can't save somebody's life with. So this has wound closure and eye wash and band-aids and massive bleeding. Boo-boo kit. Made in America. The Boogie is back in stock. These will sell out again eh, damn near immediately. This is the Boogie. It's a little tiny kit. It's got a little tiny lanyard on it. It is made in America, like everything else that we do. This is 30 bucks. And you can put this in a glove box. You can put this in a kid's backpack. You can put it in your go bag. You can put it wherever you want to. The Boogie, 30 bucks, has this sleeve. I'll push the contents out of the sleeve like a push pop. You remember push pop when you were a kid? Yeah. Pull this out. What do I have here in this little tiny kit? Well, first of all, I've got two high-speed, low-drag, operator-approved black rubber bands because everything has to be black and tactical. Um, by the way, like when I see a black shiny rifle, I'm like, I don't think this person's ever used their gun. Yeah, you need to paint your rifle today. Today, you need to paint your rifle. I don't care. It's not wet in here, bro. What are one of the seven S's of camo? Shine. Shine. So, two tactical black rubber bands. Boo-boo wipes, right, y'all? So this has got your burn wipes, sting relief. Uh, there's gloves in here as well, because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it, all that. Band-Aid bag right here. An S-mark bandage, which is uh, very similar to a stretch wrap and tuck tourniquet. Flat duct tape and rolled gauze in this little boo-boo kit. But see, the thing is, if I know the principles of TCCC tactical combat casualty care, I can use this S-mark bandage to occlude arterial bleeding in the extremities. I can use this rolled gauze and this S-mark bandage to make a pressure bandage in my junctional areas and wound pack. I can use this duct tape and I can use this plastic bag to make chest seals for punctures to the pleural space. I can use chin lift or jaw thrust or the recovery position to maintain a patent airway for my patient. And I can take care of their boo-boos at the same time. If you know how physiology works, 
if you know tactical combat casualty care. That's the that's the boogie, the smallest, cheapest little first aid kit we make. Still has, if you know what you're doing, trauma capability. It's 30 bucks. They'll sell out. Every time we offer these, they sell out. So if you want a boogie or 10, go get them. Next. Very briefly. SOBs, small the back kit, weighs one pound. This is this weighs what one loaded AR magazine weighs. Our brother, the Patriot Plumber, helped us come up with this. All right. Molly Pals webbing compatible, malice clips on the back, outer pouch. You run this on your war belt or your plate carrier. The outer pouch gives you your portability, your durability. You've got access to your committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet here. A lot of guys will run these upside down like so. So my tourniquet is on the top. I can get to it with either hand. Pull this down, grab the red handle, pull. I'm now holding my little suitcase blowout kit in my hand. Instead of your stupid military IFAC bungee corded to you where you can't get to it, because I can pop this open, and this is a full-blown blowout kit inside of here. Combat gauze, wound packing gauze, pressure bandage, uh, BZK wipes, chest seals, nasal pharyngeal, airway, 5 by 9 gauze pads, Sharpie, gloves, etc. Weighs as much as one AR-15 magazine. Because you got 390 rounds of 5.56 on you, but you don't have shit for medical. Or maybe you have a tourniquet that you don't train with. See what I mean? The bare minimum, which is uh, basically a blowout kit plus a boo-boo kit. You guys should be familiar with the bare minimum. If you're not, it's one of the most affordable kits that we have. Covers massive bleeding, airway, and respiratory in the bare minimum. And then it also has an entire boo-boo module. Same concept. Grab the red handle, pull the inner out of the outer, pop it open, and everything down here. Band-Aids, BZK, wound closure, boo-boo stuff all down here. Massive bleeding and airway and respiratory up here. Bare minimum. And if you're you, you're a big hoss, you want to go for it today, the Adventure Kit is also in stock. Boo-boos, broken bones, bullet holes in Ranger Green and purple. I think we still have some of these left in purple. This kit, if I was, it would take me a half an hour to take everything out of this kit and go through it with you. But suffice it to say, if you have a medical emergency, this will solve it if you know what you're doing. Oh, and look, made in the USA, guaranteed forever. So, Refuge Medical, if you need a first aid kit, if you need a first aid kit, you know where to find us. Refuge Ruckus, I have a Refuge Ruckus meeting this afternoon because I don't really know what the hell's going on with it. I know March 8th through 10th, we're gonna be in Fort Smith, Arkansas. We're going to ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas. Friday, we have a bunch of speakers and presenters um, and uh, blocks of instruction as well as vendors. And then on uh, Saturday, <coughs> Saturday is Shabbat. We will have a large Bible study and midrash and worship music and food. We will fellowship, hang out. I don't, got, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'll be there. So like if you have like an in-person bear question, I'll be there. And uh, we can do that on Shabbat on Saturday. 
And then um, unless it's a business question, in which case I'm going to ask you to hold all questions until sundown. And then um, Sunday, Sunday morning, we ruck. And we're going to ruck through downtown Fort Smith, Arkansas. And the expressed purpose of the Refuge Ruckus is to raise funds and awareness for Caleb House, which you should by now be familiar with. Caleb House is our anti-human trafficking uh, ministry and specifically focused on the restoration of juvenile survivors. That's what we do at Caleb House. And if you don't give a shit about any of that, okay, cool. I don't want you to be involved at all if the spirit doesn't convict you to be involved. Okay, okay. Cool. Grindstone Ministries, if you need one of these, one of these blue books right here that is the Word of God, you can find it at grindstoneministries.com. Uh, you can buy them at our cost. You can donate one to somebody who can't afford to buy one at our cost. Or if you are somebody who can't afford to buy one at our cost, I'll just give you one. You just need to email us through that website, grindstoneministries.com. And tell us where to send it, because a lot of you guys email in and go, I would like a Bible, please. And there's no address. And I am confident in my team's abilities to just give in your name and your IP address to find out where you live. But that's a waste of resources. It's it's way. E yeah, we found lots of people. Uh, it's way easier, though, if you tell us where to send it. It's just it's a better use of my analysts time. Uh-huh. Oh, they want to send it to their daughter, but they don't tell you the name and the address. Yeah, like all pertinent information. Like imagine you were checking out at a website and you needed a name and an address. That's what we that's what we require in order to send you things. So cool. Do do do, Mikey. What's the difference between the scriptures and the KGV? Every live stream, Mikey, go to uh, the YouTube search bar and put in uh, "bare independent Bible," and you will find an entire video explaining the difference. Uh, the primary difference, the reason that I use the scriptures, is because the scriptures is a new translation from the original source texts, and most of the the vast majority of the modern translations are all downstream from the K KGV and the KGV has known issues, additions and omissions. And so what the scriptures did, the people who the Institute for scriptural research is who put these scriptures together. They're a bunch of Bible scholars and a bunch of translators who went to the original manuscripts and codexes and then translated again from as many original copies as possible so they could do away with a lot of the bad translation that's found in the King James and all downstream translations from the King James. So there you go. And last but not least, calebhouse.org. Um, you guys know by now what Caleb House does. If you want to get involved, you can find us at Caleb House. If you don't, Mazel Tov, have a blessed day. Uh, I'm not going to beg you for your money. Either the spirit convicts you or it doesn't. Um, there's only one reality and it's Yah's reality. And the reality of Yah's reality is ain't none of us got any money anyway. It's all his. And so it's his will in his time as he sees fit. Simple as that. If you want to participate in that, you know where to find us. If you don't, cool. Have a blessed day. We're going to pray. Good morning, Father Yah. Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up again today. Father, thank you for loving us even when we're salty. Father, thank you for the awesome people that you have surrounded me with to do your will. 
And Father, thank you for all the people within the sound of my voice who for some inexplicable reason just keep showing up here over and over again. Father, make us who we need to be today in order to be your hands and feet and perform your will. Give us strength and power and authority in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And Father, give us wisdom and discernment by your Ruach HaKodesh that we could operate in righteousness and make the right judgment calls. And Father, give us peace that surpasses all understanding because uh, this world sucks sometimes and sometimes it feels like a burden being here doing your will. So help us reframe and honor the fact that you have trusted us with so much and teach us to be good stewards of the things that you have trusted us with for your will to be done, not for our will to be done. Father, meet the needs of everybody within the sound of my voice. Everybody's going through something. They're not all the same, but you know our hearts, you know our inward parts, you know our thoughts and our emanations. You knew us before we were formed in the womb. And you are a good father and your word does not return to you void. So father, please remember us and remember these people as we do our best to remember you and to walk in your ways. Father minister to us, meet our needs and give us this day, our daily bread because without you, we are nothing. Thank you for the covering of the blood of your son by whom we were allowed to come home again, even though we don't deserve it and we can't earn it. You loved us enough anyway to become flesh and redeem us back into the house as bond servants. For that, we thank you. Father, I lift all these people up today and lay them at your feet, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And that if anything that comes against us is not of you, that it would be rebuked in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. I ask you to bless them today. Protect them today. Provide for them today. And Father, continue to struggle with us today. To overcome with us today and to rule with us today. I ask these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. I I don't have any more words for y'all. I see you when I see you. Shalom.